The Sons of Liberty is a politically neutral organization. We believe that the Judeo-Christian ethic has provided the principles upon which this nation was founded. It is our belief that these principles provide not only the foundation and framework for American government and society, but are also essential to the maintenance of a fair and just society. All program content is based on a Christian biblical worldview. One of you said to me recently that we shouldn't rock the boat. Well, ladies and gentlemen, I want to tell you that I am a boat rocker. I will not wear the mask. 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 I will not wear a mask. I will not get the vaccine. I will not get the vaccine. And I will not get the vaccine. I will resist evil. I will resist evil. I will resist evil. I will submit to God. I will submit to God. I will submit to God. In the Lord, I will praise his word. In God, I have put my trust, and I will not be afraid. Hear my prayer, O Lord, and let my cry come to you. Do not hide your face from me in the day. For the Lord is the great God, and the great King above all. Rise up, O judge of the earth. Render punishment to the proud. Lord, how long will the wicked, how long will the wicked chime? Righteousness and justice are the foundation of this I hate the work of those who follow it. With my mouth I will make known your faithfulness to all generations. For I have said, mercy shall be built up forever. Your faithfulness you shall stand. On an instrument of ten strings, on the lute and on the harp, with harmony sound. For you, O Lord, have made me glad through your works. I will you, triumph in the works of your are on high forevermore. For behold, your enemies shall perish. All the workers of iniquity shall be scattered. I will defy tyrants. 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 And good day, America. Welcome, Christians, conservatives, constitutionalists, liberals, libertarians, communists, Islamists, LGBTQ, RSTV, WXYZ people, all the boat rockers in the house, and anybody else I may have missed to the Sons of Liberty radio show here on Red State Talk Radio, where we use the Bible and the Constitution not to see who's on the right or the left, but who is on the straight and narrow. I'm your host, Tim Brown, coming to you live from the U.S. occupied state of South Carolina, the editor at SonsLibertyMedia.com. And for our Muslim friends, I'm the infidel that Allah warns you about. I hold to the book, the Bible, as the authoritative word of God. Glad that you guys have joined us this morning. If you'd like to check us out online, please do so. SonsOfLibertyRadio.com and also SonsOfLibertyMedia.com. In fact, if you're listening by way of Red State Talk Radio and you want to watch the video portion of the radio show, that's right. You can see the face that's made for radio. Head over to SonsOfLibertyMedia.com. And there you're going to see two videos at the top of the screen. The one on the left side of the page is Bradley's show from yesterday. So if you missed that, you can catch it up until 3 p.m. Eastern, 2 p.m. Central. And um, <clears throat> then he will be live in that area right there. Okay, So um, you can catch that. On the right side of the page is where we're at. Uh, click on the play button. Blow up whatever device you uh, have. And um, click on the rumble icon. It will be in the bottom right-hand corner. And that'll take you over to Rumble, and the chat is in over there. 
and we'd love to have you over there if you want to if you want to do that if you're listening by way of the radio and you're able to get you know on your phone or your computer or whatever you can do that and also we are streaming live to rumble at sons of liberty radio live we're also streaming to before it's news.com top of the page there and as i explained yesterday um well let me let me just go ahead and do this and i'll try to get back to to just knocking out these quick little things here but uh in order to for whatever reason um we we've talked about it's not that people disagree that's what i think that's one thing um if people disagree it's just a coming in and, and there's an attack mode on you know bradley um I don't know if anybody's attacking me or not. I, I, there's people been asking questions and stuff, but I, I don't know the other. But, you know, disagreement's fine. Coming and attacking the host, just and that's all you're there for, or attacking other people, we're just cutting that off. Okay, so we're bringing it down to the one one thing um, because we've, we've tried to deal with it on the other platforms, and for whatever reason, it won't do. So that's why we brought it over here. And, um, you know, look, the Bible teaches us to be kind to one another, tenderhearted, Forgiving one another, even as Christ has forgiven us, we're to be we're to be kind to one another. And I got to tell you, social media platforms teaches people, in many cases, just to be nasty people, and maybe that's just what comes out of them. That's maybe that's what's in their heart. Out of the abundance, of the heart, the mouth speaks, or the keyboard gets typed. Okay, so we want a way where if that's coming in there, or when that comes in there, we can knock it off. So that's why we've done that. Okay, so if you're you're asking about that, that's why. Uh, we were keeping on D Live, and apparently there was some stuff that was coming in there, and so we're cutting that off. And you know, so here we are. Here we are, guys. Uh, yeah, that's what we're trying to do. We're not wanting division. I don't mind disagreement because if you believe the Word of God is authoritative, then we can have a discussion about that, and I think we can come to terms. And if you have the Spirit of God, if you've been born again, I think we can come to an understanding about what the truth is, and we can both submit ourselves to it. That's that's the way I see it. But uh, but for some people, that that doesn't get. I don't know why. I don't know why. But um, anyway, that's why we're doing the, th- the things the way we're doing. Real quickly, SonsOfLibertyMedia.com. Please sign up for the email newsletter once a night, seven to eight p.m. Eastern. Uh, also, if you want our ministry email, sonsoflibertyradio.com, and uh, you can pick it up there. Also, there's a donate button at the top of sonsoflibertymedia.com. If you agree with our message, you want to um, help keep us out there doing what we're doing, you can click on that and make a one-time donation, or you can partner with us as a son or daughter of liberty, and uh, we do appreciate your support. really do, uh, because without that support, we can't do everything that we need to do, and uh, we're already working to trim down things uh, with the website and some other things so that we can continue to do what we do here uh, on Sun, uh, on Sun Celebrity Radio. So, because what we want is we do want it to be talk, not talk radio. We want to use the talk because, look, the Bible's not against talking. It's not against instruction. It's not against correction or reproof, and that comes in the means of words, okay? But it is in the doing, and so we want to be doers of the word, not just hearers only, deceiving ourselves. And so uh, that's our desire here at the Sons of Liberty. Now, I got a couple of uh, videos here, and just going to tell you, I kind of woke up with a blank head today. Um, even as the pre-show music was going, I'm I'm just kind of sitting. There's so many things that go through my mind, and probably many of yours as well. 
you, many of you follow what is going on in the United States or the particular country you're from, and you recognize that you are facing, your, your enemy is within. It's your own people. It's your own governments. It's your own police forces sometimes. It's your own militaries who are against you. I mean, it, it really is. And um, I know a lot of people were distressed over that. A lot of people were concerned, and, and rightly so. But the fact of the matter is, all of those people's hearts are in the hands of the true and living God. Including, if you've got a king in your country, if you've got a president, if you've got a prime minister, their hearts are in his hands too. And I have heard for years, professed Christians say, oh, we've got, we got to do what Second Chronicles does. You know, we got to repent. Okay, well, let me see it. Let me see it. Um, I was at a, um, a friend of mine. He says, hey, this was several years back. He says, hey, you want to go down here to uh, Greenville, which is about an hour away. You want to go down here and um, uh, the guy from uh, Duck Dynasty was there. Phil Robertson. And Ted Cruz was there. Ted was running for uh, the president. And I had come out against Ted Cruz saying he's not, he's not a, uh, he hasn't proven himself to be a natural-born citizen. In fact, he's the direct opposite. And I'm not going to go down the long road of this, okay? But uh, you can read some of my articles that I've written on natural-born citizen, documenting, pointing back to the history, pulling out of the Constitution, pulling out of the Founding Fathers, uh, pulling out of Vattel's Law of Nations, all this kind of stuff to show everybody knew what um, a natural-born citizen was. Everybody knew what it was. At the, at, at, the, at the framing of the Constitution, everybody knew what it was. And yet you got people like Trey Gowdy down here, when he's confronted by my friend Evan Maltz from uh, John Burt Society, when he's confronted about that, Trey Gowdy goes, well, we have no idea of what a natural-born citizen was. And Evan's like... Yeah, we do. The Founding Fathers had this book, and this the, these things were in here. And I've quoted from Vitale. As far as I know, he's the only guy who defined natural-born citizen. He also defined natural-born subject. There were two different things. And, um, and, and Trey Galley's covering that. So we went down there to do it. And so Ted gets up and speak. It's i got to tell you, there, there, it was dead. Uh, there was a lot of people there. But the atmosphere... And see, I don't like getting into touchy-feely stuff, okay? But you could sense in the room, it was dead. There was no life in what he said at all. It was just dead. And he gets done, and he starts to quote the passage out of Second Chronicles. And everybody joins in, and they quote it. And I'm telling you what, it is dead, it is dead, it is dead. There's no life in it. None at all. And uh, I was going to confront him on the issue of Congress made these, these laws dealing with if you're born in another country and you come in, then in order to be established as a citizen, you have to fill out all this paperwork. That is not natural born. That is, that is naturalized. Natural born means you got parents who are, who are citizens, and that makes you a citizen. Okay. And we've talked about citizenship before, but this is the whole point of what I'm trying to say here is that we went down there to do that, and 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 when the people started quoting it, it was just dead. There was no life. So the question is, people can quote that all day long. Are they doing it? But let me ask you something. 
professed believer, are you repenting of your own wickedness? Or are you just pointing the finger at everybody else? Because the godly man is going to examine himself first and foremost. He's going to repent of any known sin that God brings to light. And then he's going to seek to honor God by preaching out against sin and living against sin, fighting the good fight of faith, if you will. Warring against his own flesh, as well as pointing out the sin in the world and calling men to repent. He's going to do both. You read the Puritans, man, these guys, that's what they would do. Maybe sometimes they, maybe sometimes they were a little too much introspective. It uh, became a little dark for them, but, but that's what they saw to do. They wanted to live holy lives before God. You can look at somebody like Martin Luther, uh, who would go into his confession, and he's confessing all these little things that are in his heart and in his mind. And, and the priest would say, man, come back when you've got something worth confessing. But for Luther, it was everything God was putting his finger on. It was showing him the dirtiness of his heart. That he could mask it on the outside with his monkery and his religion, but he couldn't clean his heart. And the Bible says, How shall a young man cleanse his way? By taking heed to your word. Taking heed to your word. So that's what we want to do here at the Sons of Liberty. We want to take heed to the word of God. Now, I'm going to talk a little bit about the enemies within here in just a moment. And again, let me go back to a quote that I gave the other, the other week. This is from uh, Cicero. And here's what he had to say. And I think it's right. You know, whatever you think about Cicero, you can think what you want there. But I think the quote is right. He says, a nation can survive its fools and even the ambitious, but it cannot survive treason from within. Now, Bradley's done a show in the afternoon. If you, if you missed it, um, I think he did it, what day are we in? Tuesday. I think he did it last week. Uh, so you can find that on Rumble, and it's about treason. And it's, it, he gives a good definition for what that is. But here's Cicero. He says, it cannot survive treason from within. An enemy at the gate is less formidable, for he is known and carries his banner openly. But the traitor moves amongst those within the gate freely, his sly whispers rustling through all the alleys, heard in the very halls of government itself. Yeah, that's exactly right. And you know them. By the way, you, you know in your public sphere... You know that the Democrat Party is the these enemy at the gate. They've already told you who they are. They tell you what they stand for. It's, it's virtually everything that they as a party stand for is this. It's, it's treasonous. Okay, they're, they're known. It's the guys in red that most people who listen to this show have a, have a problem sorting out that they're traitors. They're starting to get wise to it. A lot, of, a lot of people are starting to get wise to that. But they're still doing it. And you see it in every election cycle. Red, blue, red, blue, red, blue. We've got to vote for lesser two evils, blah, 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 all this kind of stuff. Yep, that's exactly what you're doing. You're voting for evil. Let's just call it for what it is. You are voting for evil. And I was reading some stuff on this, on that little phrase, the lesser of two evils, uh, specifically the... the um, 
uh, what is it? The the quote by Charles that's attributed to Charles Spurgeon, and I I've I've even done it. Uh, I've brought that up uh, where he says, if you're confronted with the choice of the lesser of two evils, choose neither. Well, that's not really what Spurgeon said. It's it's close. It's sort of a paraphrase, but it's attributed. That's actually somebody else who said that. But he said something that's a little longer than that, and I didn't have I don't have that up pulled up here to see. Um, but he said something very similar. So it's sort of a paraphrase, if you will. And I watched as people wrote things about it, and what they tried to tell you is, well, people mistake a wrong with an evil. And I get that. I, I get that that can be the case. But what we're talking about is when you select a man who has an evil character. I'm not saying he doesn't do some things in our eyes that we might perceive as good. What I'm saying is he has an evil character. He's conducted himself and he's done things and his, his life has been about doing these things that are wicked. And yet, Christians, constitutionalists, conservatives will get behind that person. And, and not only will they get behind them, but when they do wicked things that infringe on their rights, when they do wicked things that violate the law, they justify it because, well, if the guy who's got the D jersey on can do it, then our guy can do it too. That's how they justify it. And they're, they're falling into the, their own trap because they've dug the hole themselves and they're falling into that hole. And so here's, uh, am I complaining already? Oh, maybe he's, talk, maybe he's talking to somebody else. Sorry about that. Uh, just reading some of the chat here. Um, so here's the thing. Let's, let's take a couple of things. This is um, a new ad with celebrities. I think I know two of these people. I, 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 the other ones, I don't know. Anyway, take the useful idiot celebrities. You put them in a commercial to push what? The convids. And I want you to listen to who they say are most at risk now. Okay, check this out. If this were the real COVID-19, I would be in real trouble because I have asthma. And I have depression. I have diabetes. And I struggle with my weight. For us, COVID is a whole different ballgame. In fact, you could be one of almost 200 million Americans with a high risk factor that makes COVID even riskier. Which is why you need to be ready and have a plan. Other risk factors, including heart disease or being inactive. Even being over 50 or being a smoker can put you at serious risk. Mm. Could that be you? Find out. Go to noplangood.com and know your risk factors. Then make a plan. Because if you get COVID on top of asthma, like I did, the last thing you want to do is wait and see. Be ready, have a plan. And ask your doctor about treatment options that may help. Okay, so so you're in the continuation of the push of the convids. And it is a con. Uh, listen, this is Pink, um, the chick who's talking here. I, I do know her, and I, knew, I do know um, the smart lady who's on here. If you get the convids and you have asthma like I did, oh, it's a serious... Oh, you're living. You seem like you're doing pretty well to me. Did, did anybody notice that? Hey, I can tell you, if you get the flu, 
<laughs> it's not fun to go through. You feel like you're dying. I remember one year, our family, I don't know what we got. Um, but it was everybody in the house. And it was like you were nauseous every waking moment. Our kids couldn't go 15 minutes without vomiting. I got it. And I'm having to do all the stuff I'm having to do. And I can't sleep. I'm miserable. So nauseous, it's just, I don't know what it was. And you would have thought you were dying. Should I make a commercial about that and warn people, hey, if you get this right here, you need to do all this stuff. And then they throw in all this other stuff. Well, if you're overweight now, you're, um, you're subject to convicts. If you're a smoker, you're you're subject to convicts. If if you are an athlete, engage in strenuous activity, you're subject to the convicts. Let me tell you something. These are useful idiots like the guys in the mockingbird media who take the 30 to 40% of their advertising money from people like Pfizer to sell you the poisons, the sorceries. They're out here selling you. And, and by the way, look look, just notice no Plan Go. Visit NoPlanGo.com to learn more about the risk factors and treatment options. What? Who put this out? The people at Pfizer. They're promoting what they claim that they're dealing with. And we have seen over, we saw Albert Borla uh, confronted over at uh, the World Economic Forum about what's going on, about the documents. that We're going to talk a little bit about that this morning. About the documents that's come out, about the deaths, about the injuries. And Albert Borlas doesn't have anything to say. Why? Because his wallet's being padded. I'm going to tell you what I think. I think if men believed, really believed, the truths of what we've exposed here, they would have never let that guy leave the street. You can read into that what you want. Judges 19 and 20 come to mind what we talked about yesterday. By the way, let me just put this out there. Yesterday, for whatever reason, um, the stream cut off. I noticed it in one of the chats, but the other chat kept going, and then it eventually stopped. And I didn't realize that the streamer, for whatever reason, had stopped. So that's why we lost the stream on the video platforms. Uh, I, I, I just didn't notice it. So I'm just letting you know. So I took the audio, which I was recording, and we uploaded that with just the image we had. So that is on the Rumble channel. If you missed that and you're on the video platforms, I know you guys on the radio, you at least heard the first hour. But if you want the rest of it, that's still up on Rumble. Uh, the two examples of how lawlessness was dealt with uh, in the Bible. And it's up on sonsoflibertymedia.com. So you can catch it there. This is the second one. Now, this is big in the news. And um, this is about this, this Chinese balloon thing. So you guys have seen the video, right, where it's allegedly shot down or whatever. I don't know. Okay. And um, you, you see what's going on. There's this trail of smoke as it, uh, as it falls. Now, you know, you can call me conspiracy theorist or whatever. I, I hear all the people talking about, oh, what could, could this be? These things could be carrying EMPs. Yeah, okay. And then I see the people trying to map it out and all this other stuff. And I want to ask you something. How do we know this is from China? 
I'm just asking, is it the same people that are attacking us from the DOD that are telling us this from China? I, I'm just curious. Is it the same people that are telling us that the convicts came from China? A, a, a alleged virus that has not been isolated. Again, the Chinese CDC has said so. We've got documents from the CDC itself that says so. That they're conflicting in their what they're saying, but that we've got documents. They've pulled documents that they posted at the NIH website. Our own Suzanne Hamner had covered that. As soon as she covered it, the next day they pulled it from the site and said, "Oh, this shouldn't have been up there." Yeah, right. It's the same people telling you that, isn't it? And I want to ask you something. Let's say that it is from China. Let's say that it is from China. The DOD and the military let this thing come not just into American airspace. They let it travel over several states. And they didn't just let one, allegedly. They're letting several of these things over our airspace. Over military installations, over alleged nuclear sites. They're letting them in over that. Well, they have to determine what it is because they don't know what's in that. Well, why don't you hit it with one of those things? I know you guys got it, where it on impact it just incinerates whatever's there. So if there's anything bad biologically in there, burn it up. But they don't do that, do they? In fact, they let the second one that they say is there, they just kind of let it be. They didn't take it out either. So I want to ask, how do we know this is from China? How do we know? Does somebody got some pieces from the this, this satellite or the balloon that says CCP or that indicates? I mean, I'm just, I'm curious. I don't know everything. Maybe there's information out there, but that's what I ask. Or is it from those who are within to cause fear and confusion? By the way, let's go back to George Orwell, 1984. And I would highly recommend that you read that book if you haven't read it. Read it with your kids. You'll want to edit out a couple of parts that don't really have anything to do with the story. It's kind of like movies that throw nudity in. It's like you want to fast forward because it has nothing to do. It, it, under normal circumstances, it has nothing to do with, with that. Now, there may be something to the storyline about entanglements with adulteries and stuff like that. I'm not denying that. But you can usually fast forward that. You get the gist of it and watch whatever's there or read whatever's there. I'd highly recommend that you read it because what Huxley is pointing out is exactly what they're doing to us. These guys are our enemies. Oh, you need to fear them. You need to fear them. And these guys are our friends over here. And and what you find out is both of them, in many cases, are your are enemies but the real enemy is within. It's Big Brother. He's, he's portraying himself to you as the Savior. He's portraying himself to you as he loves you. He's portraying that he has the intentions that he cares for you. When what he really cares about is himself and his empowerment. Let's go to somebody like King Saul. When the people saw that the nations around them had a king, what did they say? They already had a king. It was God himself. Freest time a people has ever lived. Out from under the oppression of government. The government was God. 
He gave the law, and they had judges. You remember Moses instituted these, these men who would judge down to the 50s. And they, there was a hierarchy, there's no doubt about that, but they were basically to take care of things locally. And whatever they couldn't deal with, they brought it before somebody up above. They would take it to Moses. But what do we, what do we, what do we got going on now? We got the same thing. We're not necessarily calling for a king. We, we want a president to lead us. I'm sorry, the president has a job. He is not a leader. He has a job. Let me give you, for instance, this past Sunday, our pastor was speaking about um, what goes on within the body and authorities that are assigned. And we've been over these authorities before. 1 Timothy chapter 3, Titus chapter 1, um, the qualifications for elders and deacons. As far as I know, these are the only offices in which there is a character that a man has to meet. And it is a man, it's not a woman, sorry. Ain't no women elders, ain't no women deacons. They're, they're not there. They're men. And so they give those qualifications and he says, you know, I have a role to fulfill. I have an authority that's been given to me by God, but it only extends here. This is, this is where it extends to. And outside of that, I have no authority. But he said, I don't dress differently than you. I don't talk differently than you. I don't act differently than you because we are equals because we are in Christ. And I agree with that. I totally agree with that. When we have these people who've been elevated up, I'm a representative, I'm a U.S. senator, I'm the president, and the people, this is the thing, the people have the mindset, they must have a leader. It reminds me of the children of Israel in the Old Testament. They wanted to follow after somebody other than God's man that he set up, Moses. They were willing to follow after Korah and others. And they were judged for their infidelity. I, I don't know any other way to say it. They were judged for their infidelity. And yet today in America, we have, you know, it's, it's one thing for unbelievers to follow after the wicked. It, that's one thing. It's another thing for professed Christians to be following after wicked men and to desire them to rule over them. And when you point out the wickedness, you can play it right out of their own mouth. The people make excuses for them. This is why, and I, I wanted to bring this up the other day. This is just coming to mind. Um, and, and I wanted to clarify for anybody who might watch the show who saw what I, what I wrote about it uh, for the video that was played. This is... Um, this is Stu Peters, and look, I, I like the information that Stu Peters presents. Is I don't watch him. Uh, I got too much going on to really watch a lot of people, but the stuff that I've seen has been pretty good information. And you know, I remember several months ago, you know, Stu Peters he played something or he had somebody on. And he goes, oh, well, this makes sense as to why Donald Trump said what he said about the shots. And it was almost like it was a cover for Donald Trump's 
involvement in murder. I, I don't know any other way to say it because he still hasn't backed off and said the shots are killing people. He says it's not killing anybody. Heard it out of his own mouth. But, but Stu Peters, this is what he recently said. And now, yeah, I've heard that he said this is, a, this is murder that's going on. Now he brings Trump into it. Take a listen. I'll address controlled opposition even further. How about we address real opposition in times of war? The real opposition is anybody who suggests or recommends or props up or endorses a bioweapon injection that is killing real kids out here. Don't give me this crap about 5D chess or trusting a plan. Real kids are dying. This is an open declaration of biowarfare by world governments and elites on humanity, on global citizens, causing millions of people to drop dead, to die suddenly. The real opposition are those who are allowing it to continue. Oh, but Stu, President Trump has a gun to his head. Yeah, well, so do we. You don't think we get threats over here? They know where Trump's kids are. Yeah, they know where we all are. So this is a litmus test. There is no gray area. This is black and white. Anybody who endorses or supports or props up or suggests or recommends that anybody of any age, specifically children, but of any age, should get another one of these bioweapon injections. Anybody who does not come out and call these for what they are, a bioweapon, a deadly weapon of biowarfare, a weapon of mass destruction. Anybody who does not come out and say that is on the wrong side of history and will be judged. Yep. Amen. That's exactly right. Now, he brought Trump into the mix on that. And this is the first time I've heard him actually do that. Now, some people say, well, he's been saying this. Wrong. I don't think he's been bringing Trump into it to the degree he brought him in here. He's basically saying, you're the enemy. If you're going to keep this up, you're the enemy. You're exactly right, Stu. Glad to have you on board. We've been saying that for how long? Almost as long as Donald Trump has been in office, but as far as the convids and the shots and stuff, since the very beginning. Go back and watch the shows. Since the very beginning. I, look, I don't know if Stu is controlled opposition. That's not my point. The point is, is that I understand how people get in a mindset that is idolatrous. There's no... You can argue with me all you want to, and you're still going to be... Pro by arguing with me, you're going to be propping up your idol. That's just the way it's going to be. The people get in the idolatrous mindset that their guy can do whatever he wants as long as he has their political jersey on and as long as he says what they want to hear. This has been the history of man. They come in with smooth words to flatter you, to identify with you, but then you watch what they do And it's an attack on you. It's an attack on you. Why do you spend so much time on Trump? I don't like spending time on Trump. You know what? Why don't you get on Biden? Well, we take time to do Biden too. But the fact of the matter is you people, for the most part, aren't on board with being against Biden. I don't have to convince you of that. What I have to convince you is, is the traitor in your midst who's got the face on that says, I'm your friend. I'm your best president. I'm the most wonderful, the best, the most majestic... Ugh. 
most full of majesty and the greatest that ever was in human history and American history. I produced the greatest economy. I blah, blah, blah. I, 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 I. I will ascend into the heavens. I will sit on the throne of the Most High. That's what that that's all about. Me, 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 me. Oh, but tell me, mention Jesus. Yeah, and he goes and bows before the Pope. I'm not here to talk about Trump. I was just saying, I'm glad Stu is, has got it to where he's at least calling out a guy that he used to back. And he used to try to see how Trump's words were said for the 5D chess that he mentioned here because of the plan and all of that. And I think a lot of that got in his head. And I don't know if he's controlled opposition or not. I'm, that's not even my point. I'm glad to see that he's calling it out for what it is now. And he's labeling the people even that he's held up in line and in league with the murderers who are behind it. And they are murderers. They are. Let me give you, for instance, this is these are a couple of the stories that I'm going to reference this morning here with this. And again, I, I had Stu's video here when I started. But government reports and Pfizer documents prove... The COVID shots, or the vaccinations, I meant to change that over there, is causing depopulation, i.e. murder. They know it's doing it. So it's not like they put something out they didn't know. That might be considered manslaughter. If they put something out they didn't know, which, again, that would be kind of a reckless, that would at least be negligence on their part. They know what they're doing. This is murder. And again, I reference you. Go back and listen to the show yesterday. You can find it on Rumble, our channel, Sons of Liberty Radio Live. And look at how God dealt with the issue of sodomy, the sodomites, in Genesis 19 and Judges 19 and 20. And one, he dealt with it himself. He brought fire and brimstone. He, got, he sent angels to get his people out, and he brought fire and brimstone down on Sodom and Gomorrah. In the other one, he brought men against the Benjamites who had so abused a concubine that she died. But they came for a man. So they were sodomites. Don't don't get any don't don't give me something, well, this is a woman. No, they came for the man. It's almost identical read as Genesis nineteen. And the men in America are silent. Well, let me say, they're not silent. They're squeaky wheels, but they're not bringing any justice. And the only law enforcers we have in our Constitution are not the boys in blue. It ain't the boys in brown. It's not your political leaders or your representatives. Sorry, it's not your political representatives. It's the men. Article 1, Section 8, Clause 15, 16. They're the law enforcers. Where are the men? This is a question that we're going to have to ask ourselves, fellas. We're the men. Where are we putting together other men of like mind and training and discipling? Because I believe that the rebuilding of the militia is a discipleship opportunity that we have as Christian men. Why, do, why are we going to do what we do? Because the Scripture directs us in this, in this area. We're not murderous, domestic terrorist thieves, or any of this other stuff. We want to bring justice, and that justice comes from the people. At least the people who want to identify 
with the God of justice, that justice surrounds his throne, as the scripture says. So what do we see here? Rhoda Wilson over at the, um, the expose, here's what she wrote. If we told you 20 million people had died across just the five eyes and 26 countries across Europe over the past two years, resulting in most excess deaths seen in half a decade, wouldn't you at least be a little bit curious to find out why? You might be quick to blame COVID-19. We can assure you this is not the case. What if we then told you more excess deaths were recorded across the USA, the UK, Canada, Australia and New Zealand in 2021 and 2022 following several mass rollouts of the COVID-19 injections then were recorded at the height of the COVID-19 pandemic in 2020. Would that not pique your interest to find out why? See, see the main, the, the, the Mockingbird media is never going to address any of this. And by the way, uh, I'll just scroll through this a little bit and you can see uh, some of the documentation of excess deaths. Now that's begin over the past, I think maybe at least that I've noticed the past two months or so, the excess deaths number has started to be shown here. And here's just one of them. This is out of Europe. Um, you've got one out of Australia. And you can see it's grown each year. And it's going to grow this year too. It's going to, it's going to topple whatever you're seeing here in 2022. This is New Zealand. This is Canada. This is the U.S. And yet it's attributed to an invisible enemy. Kind of like Osama bin Laden, right? This is what I'm saying. When you, when you see Huxley write in 1984, it's always that thing. It's shifting the allies and the enemies in order to confuse the people and keep them in fear. Let me tell you something. There is nothing to fear for the child of God. But the child of God must be emboldened to speak the truth, expose the darkness, and be willing to stand against it and speak out against it, and even fight it if necessary. We cannot sit back while the enemies within take over. And so let's go here. We talked about the Chinese balloon here. And again, you know... We can quote, and I, I had this uh, story up the other day, yesterday actually, uh, from, and you can see it at sonslibertymedia.com, but this is um, messages, I thought I had it open up here, uh, but this is messages and a Chinese spy balloon. And this is where I kind of uh, said what I said before, and it's not loading up or whatever, but I, I pointed out, all these people are quoting everybody out of the DOD, uh, out of you know, Mockingbird Media and the like, and apparently that page doesn't want to. It doesn't want to load up. So okay, we're just going to close that out. This is where I asked, how can we trust the people who've been lying to us all the time about what's going on with this balloon? How do we know it's not from the U.S. government? Because it doesn't make sense to sh- to let one come all the way over here. We see it coming, and we see it approaching our shores or at least where our boundaries would be, and we just let it come over several states into Montana. How does that work? And now I'm hearing, uh, there was a story out yesterday, oh, the DOD 
uh, hid these Chinese balloons from the Trump administration. Now, that's to give cover for Trump. Don't, don't make any doubt about it. That, that's to give cover for him. Because he's the head of the executive branch. If he doesn't know it, it's not being given to him. And, and don't give me this stuff about he's draining the swamp. Everybody virtually that he put in there is part of the swamp. It's his cabinet or his advisors or any of this stuff. They were, they were the swamp. They were. Or they were corporate fascist buddies of his, which is swamp. But I asked the question, how do we know this is a Chinese balloon? And in that, that piece right there, messages in a Chinese spy balloon, um, one of our friends points out all the stuff that we know, and I, I use the term know in the sense of this is the information we're given. This is the information we're given. So we've got that. Then we have something that we actually can document, and that's this. Chinese intelligence operating in real estate industry. They're purchasing properties close to USA military installation. Now, I'm going to tell you something. There was, a, there was some kind of something that happened during the days of the usurper Barack Hussein Obama Satoru Sabarka. It was the only time I can remember saying that was actually a good executive order where he stopped a Chinese, I don't, I don't know if it was a company or whatever, they were building close, they were wanting to build right, right up on a Navy facility. And I was like, okay, well, that's actually a good thing. That was the only time I can remember anything coming out of that administration that I said, that was actually good. Now they're purchasing properties close to U.S. military installations. They've been, listen, the Chinese, and I'll never understand this, and this is stuff we can document. This is not something we have to take the DOD's word on or the liars up in D.C., the District of Criminals, or any of that other. We don't have to take their word on it. And I don't know why um, that I'm not picking up certain stuff here as far as the, the website loading up. It's kind of strange. But anyway, um, they have been purchasing land, farmland, in the United States for quite some time. They have been buying and building businesses here in the United States. Understand something. I'm not against a Chinese immigrant coming over here and getting away from communism. We've seen many of those people who have voiced their their uh, love of America and freedom, which they did not know in China. And so I'm not attacking that, but you need to understand something. You've got a Chinese national who continues to hold to China... And now we've got China setting up police stations in the United States of America. One of them's in New York. They're selling, setting up all around the world. In fact, I was going to... Um, let me see if I can bring these up. They, they have loaded. All right, so here's the, here's the one. China continues to buy up U.S. farmland, and H.R. 4356 is a feeble attempt to prohibit it. This is from Suzanne Hamner, SonsOfLibertyMedia.com. Then we've got... Communist China buying U.S. businesses, General Electric, Smithfield Foods, IBM, Tesla, and more. Hmm. Oh, wow, 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 what? Tesla? Communist China working with Elon Musk? Isn't he the new hero that you're being sold? Look, I, I get it. In my mind, I see Elon Musk like I see Donald Trump. Yeah, he says some stuff that you want to applaud, and it's great. 
But the fact of the matter is, when you look at what's being done, a whole different thing, whole different ballgame. Something else is going on. Then we have China opens 110 overseas police stations, including the U.S. and Canada. And I have to ask, why would any country on the face of the earth allow its sworn enemies to own land inside its borders? Why would any country on the face of the earth allow its sworn enemies to build and run businesses that are going to send their profits back to itself? They're communists. Why would any country on the face of the earth allow their sworn enemies to establish police stations inside their borders? What authority did the communist Chinese have in New York? Or the United States for America at, at that? I would like to think that if that was established here in South Carolina, that the men would go and they would run all the guys out of there and they would burn it to the ground. Sorry, I, I, that's what I think. That is treason that is undeniable to allow that in there. You guys up in New York, you better get a clue as to who Hochul and the rest of them are and what was his red, red bill up there who was in there. You better get an idea as to what you're doing, what you're dealing with. These people are the modern-day King Charles. If you don't know the story of King Charles I, I highly recommend read the, read the background, the historical background on Oliver Cromwell, and you'll see. Watch the film called Cromwell. I think you might can even watch it for free online now. See what you're dealing with. And there's only one end, there's only one way it ends. When the people repent before God and start doing their duty before God and deal with them. And deal with them. And if you want to know how to deal with them, we've talked about establishing that grand jury, establishing that militia. And if you want to go back and you want to see the biblical execution of that, go and listen to the show yesterday, especially concerning Judges 19 and 20. That's not domestic terrorism. That is bringing justice, which is the first line out of the U.S. Constitution as what it says it was trying to do, establish justice. The Constitution itself doesn't do that. That is incumbent upon men to do. Men are to bring justice. Remember what we talked about last week when we talked about Noah. And what did we mention there? Genesis chapter 9. If man sheds man's blood, by man his blood will be shed. Well, if men are traitors, then men are to deal with those traitors. They're to deal with them. They're to bring justice on their heads. Well, Tim, that's not very loving. It's loving to the people that they're terrorizing. See, we've gotten in this country where we give out more mercy and more pity to the criminal who commits the crime than we do their victims or the victim's families. And I'm not saying we shouldn't give them the gospel. I'm not saying that at all. But I'm saying we are bent and warped, and I see it all the time, to where we give more mercy, more pity, more compassion for those who are 
criminals committing vile acts and horrendous crimes. We give more pity to those people than we do the ones that they commit the crimes against. That is backwards as all get out. I mean, it really is. It's really backwards. But just while you're listening to these Chinese stories, and I'm not denying China's doing things. There's no question in my mind that they are. They've got people inside our government who are bought and paid for. And they remain there. This is why you've got to dissolve that thing. It is so corrupt, it is corrupt to the core. You've got to dissolve that thing. And if you could start with your county and get your county to secede, do that. Get out from under the whole thing. Oh, they're going to come for you. Yeah, but you'll have at liberty there to actually do what you need to do. You follow what I'm saying? You take the approach to do what you can do, and then you go and take ground. That's what you need to do. Here's another way they're doing it. CBDCs. Now, I'm... I had a uh, message in to uh, G. Edward Griffin to have him come back on and talk about the CBDCs, and he's been busy. So I did contact him. He said, wait till February. So I contacted him. We're going to see if we can set him up to talk about CBDCs. Because this really is the final straw right here. If it gets to this point, we're pretty much done. Because you are locked out of anything that you think you can go and do with this. We are already a cashless society in many ways, guys. We really are. We have very little people who actually use cash. Every time you use a credit card, every time you use a debit card, that is digital. I don't care if you got a piece of plastic in your hand or not, the transaction is digital. It is not with cash. We're already living in that. Most of us live that way. Okay? I don't particularly have a problem with it as long as government isn't centralized with the money. But they are, and that's the danger. They want to control every action that you do. They want to be able to cut you off if you're a dissident. That is communism. That is that. So we've got that going on. Let's get to some uh, an example here, and I'm just going to go over a couple of minutes. I, I promise, I, this isn't like I'm going down through a passive scripture, so I'm going to be here a while. But just to give a couple of these things, and then to bring about the resolve. I think I've been giving, kind of giving you drops of that as we're going along here. Here's just one of many. We have them every single day on SunCelebrityMedia.com. I don't necessarily believe we're talking about a few bad apples. I think we're talking about a bunch of them in the police force. And I'll highlight this one as we after we close out the show here. Go to sunsolibritymedia.com if you want to hear that. Uh, Beforeitsnews.com, top of the page. And we'll finish up there. Guys, Bradley will be with you at 3 p.m. Eastern, 2 p.m. Central. sunsolibritymedia.com And Lord willing, we'll be back with the Comic Core Diva Lynn Taylor in the morning, 6 a.m. Lord willing, see ya. All right, I want to welcome everybody coming over from Red State Talk Radio and... Let me give just these two others, and then let's get some exhortation of what can be done. Because I'm, I'm not giving you a, an answer of what can be done that I haven't given you before. It's, it's a simple thing. It's just we haven't been taught. And so we don't know how to do it. So we got to learn how to do it. Okay. This is from Matt Agris. This is the latest. And Matt covers a lot of these stories. Usually they have video with them that show you exactly what is going on. This is out of Arizona. 
Serial rapist cop who pulled over women to rape them at night gets insultingly low sentence. Here's, here's, here's his report. He's with the, the Free Thought Project. As we previously reported, Arizona Department of Public Safety Trooper Tremaine Jackson, 43, was arresting on a whopping 61 charges of everything from kidnapping to sexual assault. This is a guy with a badge and a gun riding around with the full authority of the state behind him. The trooper who had been with the department for 13 years is accused of pulling women over and sexually assaulting them. And he pleaded guilty to it. Here's the charges. Attempted kidnap with sexual intent. Unlawful imprisonment and sexual intent. Or with sexual intent. Unlawful sexual conduct by a peace officer. Bribery with sexual intent. Fraud with sexual intent. By the way, this reminds me of covering the story down there in Florida. And all of you people behind Ron DeSantis, you really need to go to SonsOfLibertyMedia.com, put in Carmine Mercino, and ask DeSantis, why don't you, as the governor, exercise the same kind of... Well, no, let me change that. Because that wasn't justice either. Remember when he removed the coward from Broward? Scott Israel, the sheriff over there? That man was voted in by the people. Now he's... He's goofy. I don't think he's a good sheriff, but he was voted in by the sheriff. And then the stuff happened in Parkland. And you remember Ron DeSantis did a political move. He removed Scott Israel and all the conservatives says, yeah, but Scott Israel didn't necessarily do something that was against the law in that circumstance. It was a political move by Ron DeSantis. That's what it was. And then... Ronnie decided to put who in office? He put a guy in that was a swinger. He was an adulterer. Yeah, knowingly so. The Daily Mail had all the pictures of him with some with his wife and some other man and This is what Ron put in in place of Scott Israel. As far as I know Scott Israel wasn't doing any of that, but there's your conservative politician for you. But he wouldn't deal with Carmine Mercino, who is doing the... There's several women who've said that he's used his position for sexual favors. And it's not like Ron doesn't know that. Doesn't know like FDLE doesn't know that. Doesn't know like Ashley Moody from the Attorney General's office doesn't know that. They have the documentation. They refuse to investigate it. Uh, we've got the recordings. We've got the text messages where he wanted one woman that he was seeing to murder her baby that he had impregnated her with. Yeah, got him right there in the text. Wants his precious little career. The little man, the little dwarf down there in Lee County. He wants his precious career over the life of his child. Kill the child. Give me my career. And she wouldn't do it. And what did Ron DeSantis do? Nothing. What did Sean Hannity do? He was a friend to uh, Carmine Mercino. He backed him. Then when all that stuff co started coming out, Sean Hannity quit talking about Carmine. Mm-hmm. Yep. Sean, what are you doing, man? You should be calling out that 
sinful criminal nature of your friend Carmine Marcino. Instead of just backing off to save your own backside and cover for yourself, you should have some integrity and call him out. But this is not the only one. This is not the only cop that this happened. This happens on a daily basis. We usually have at least one of these stories a day. And there's tons of them. Citizen journalists, people who are just out with their dash cam and they capture this stuff. And this isn't, I'm not trying to say every cop is doing this. I'm not saying that. But it's more than a few bad apples. Let's just put it that way. It's more than a few. We're just now being able to see it because of the internet. We're being able to see this stuff. Here's the final one. And, uh, and this one comes from Bradley. I think he talked about this on the show once or, twi- once or twice last week. When the illegals threaten law-abiding Americans, pass the bill or else. And there's this little little kid. Well, she looks like... See, I call people kids, and they're actually, you know, maybe in their 20s or 30s. <laughs> uh, but this, this young lady here, she is a DACA recipient. You remember DACA came out under the usurper Barack Hussein Obama Satora Sabarka, right? It was to protect, uh, it was meant to protect kids who came here through no fault of their own. Their parents brought them. They, they're the ones who violated the law. And they brought their kids with them. And their kids are, have now grown up. They know that we're here illegally. It's not like we're talking about 10 or 12 year olds anymore. We're talking about 18 and above. This young lady is obviously that. And um, and I want you to hear, these are DACA recipients. They have not come into the country legally. They've not followed what the people have set up as a law that they do. And I want you to listen to what she's telling legislators here in the state of Minnesota. Know your humanity and know that you are all in these chairs because of us. We are voting. Our people are voting. And if you don't pass this bill, people are going to vote you all out. Well, I, yeah. Where does this girl get the authority to vote? I thought you were to be a citizen there to vote. Not a legal alien. I thought that's what you're supposed to be. Maybe I'm wrong about that. Maybe, maybe you can correct me on that. I Look, I know a long time ago, and I'd read this, that even people who weren't citizens could vote for who was representing them in whatever county or state they were in. This was like 100 years ago or so. And I got to tell you, I struggle with the idea that the federal government has the authority to write immigration law. Because for at least 100 years in this country, the states were doing that. They were enforcing immigration. Why? Because they were sovereign states. It wasn't until, like, I don't know, the late 19th century, early 20th century. It's been some time since I read it. But it was somewhere around that time where somebody got the bright idea and said, oh, wait a minute, it says if you can't have slaves after this, so that must mean that the federal government has authority over immigration. Now, they do have authority in Article 1, Congress does, to determine what process naturalization is going to take. That's true. They do have that. So maybe you can tie that in with some of that. But I'll tell you what, I think it would be best if the states did it, especially the border states. And then the border states would defend themselves against those coming across the lines. We've got a guy out in Arizona shoots a uh, um, an immigrant coming over onto his property 
from what I understand, from Mexico. Shoots him dead. And now he's going to be held accountable for it. Does that seem just to you? I think not. But again, these are the enemies within. And what does the Bible tell us that comes with these enemies who come into our borders? Well, they bring with them their culture. And their culture, like it or not, is religious in nature. I know a lot of people don't like it when I talk like this, but the fact of the matter is every culture is religious in nature. Every government in a culture is theocratic in nature. Every one of them. And again, if you're a Christian, you're going to go to the Bible. You're going to go to the whole counsel of God, the Old and New Testament. If you're Jewish, you're going to go to the Old Testament or to the Talmud or to a combination of both of them. If you're Islamic, you're going to the Quran and the Hadiths and the law that they have. If you're humanist, you're going to go to the mind of man, which is going to be a whim. Every couple of years, you're going to be changing what the laws are. This is just the way it is. The God of the society determines the culture and determines the law and the punishment, by the way, too. And the same thing happens here. Don't think that America is not a theocracy. But we've traded the true and living God for one that isn't, for a false God. We've, we've traded it for a false God. We've traded it for a government of men. Practically speaking, that's what we've done. We've traded liberty and real law and real punishments for a substitute. We have been under fascism for quite some time. And I think I showed you guys the pictures. The Abraham Lincoln Memorial, the temple that's built there. That's the words it uses in this temple. And all who go there bow down. Now, they don't really get down on their knees, but they stand in awe and wonder of the giant tyrant Lincoln with the fasces on his, on the, the arm posts of his chair, his throne that he sits on. You go into the House of Representatives, they're hanging right there on the wall. Fascism, that's what it is. We've been living under that for a long, long time. This is not something new. It didn't come around with Obama. didn't come around with Clinton. This has been here for a long time. But we've been deceived by that. This is why I'm telling you, it's become so corrupt, you're going to have to dissolve it. You have to dissolve the federal government. If you don't do it, it's going to eat us. It's a beast, it's hungry, it's going to eat us. And we're going to let it eat us, unless we do something. So, with that said, what are we to do? Well, as we spoke about yesterday, in Genesis 19, or not Genesis 19, but Judges 19 and 20, there was formed up men, armed men, to go take care of business concerning one woman who was abused by sodomites. And those Sodomites were Benjamites. And they followed the procedure. They came to the city. The terms of peace were, give us the guys who did this, we'll leave the rest of you alone. If you don't, we're killing all of you. 
That's pretty harsh, Tim. That doesn't sound very Christian. No, what wasn't Christian was what had gone on before. That's what wasn't Christian. And these men wanted to deal justice in order that they might establish liberty. Does that make sense? If you don't have justice, you've got lawlessness. That's what you've got. And what does lawlessness produce? Does it produce peace? Does it produce liberty? No, it produces injustice. It produces tyranny. That's what, law, that's what tyranny is, is lawlessness. So how can you do that? Well, I want to give a recommendation. I don't get paid for it. I'm not, you know, I don't get any kind of thing for promoting it. I just think it's a good way for people to learn things. And you can network with people in your area. And that's at tacticalcivics.com. I disagree with some things, but I but 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 the point that I want you to understand is you can learn how to do your civic duty there. You men, I know some women are in it too, but you men can learn to do your civic duty. And they're fairly simple things. Looking to establish that grand jury in your county, looking to establish the militia. You said, "Well, that's the arm of the flesh." No, that is the working out of what the spirit does in us. That is being a doer of the word, not just a hearer only. And so I would suggest that you go there. You can get the books. You can read them. You can take a look at them. You can learn a lot of history in it. You can learn some instruction in how you can put that together. It doesn't have to be this big organizational kind of thing, but it does need to be where you get with like-minded men. And those of you who are Christian men who are listening to me, it is an opportunity for you to disciple them. Why are we doing this? Will you go right back in the Old Testament? And what, what, do we, what does the New Testament tell us? It says all Scripture. I don't know why people only want to carry a New Testament. I don't know why people don't want to talk about the Old Testament. Paul says all Scripture, and the only Scripture they had at the time, I mean, he was writing some, so were some of the other apostles, but the only Scripture they really had was the Old Testament. And he says it's profitable for correction, for reproof, for instruction in righteousness. That the man of God might be perfected, that he might be perfect, that he might know the will of God and do it. And that includes these roles that we must carry out in bringing justice. I would highly recommend you do that. In conjunction with that, men, we need to be those who are leading in our own homes. If we don't lead in our own homes, we're not going to lead among other men. We're just not. We're not going to lead in the church. We're not going to lead in government. We're going to have to straighten up our own homes. Straighten up our own lives. We're going to have to learn self-governance. And let me hit this, and I'm going to close. There's a lot of talk by conservatives about rugged individualism. Rugged, these guys don't know what rugged individualism is. They have everything given to them on a silver platter. They've got a platform. Bradley was telling me one of the guys, you would know him if I said his name. I won't give you his name. His initials are uh, Glenn Beck. Bradley was asked to speak somewhere, I think. And they said, well, well, you know, how much would it cost you to get there? He says, you know, I'll, I'll come. You, you know, we got to cover expenses and stuff. As long as we're good there, we're good. We'll come. And he found out, I think he said, I, I may have missed it. It was either $10,000 or $100,000. I wanted to say he said it was $100,000 to get Glenn Beck to come there and speak. 
Does anybody think that sounds right? Doesn't that sound like a superstar, a football player, or whatever? Doesn't that, isn't that what that sounds like? And yet the man of God is willing to go if you can just get the expenses so we can get there. It's not even to make any money. It's for the opportunity to speak to the people. I know that was the way, always the way it was. That's my wife. We'd go anywhere if we just had the means to go. If, if we had to do it ourselves, if we had it, we would do it. If not, we'd ask it, look, we need about 50 or $60 in gas or something like that. You know, can, if you can help us out in that, we'll be glad to go. This was years ago. This is the difference. And so I end this with this. We have enemies within. They're within the gates. They bring their foreign gods with them. Even those who've been born on this soil bring foreign gods with them. Now, we've made mention of this. How many people within Congress, how many people on the Supreme Court, and how many people have been president who've been tied directly to the Roman Catholic Church and their allegiance is to the Vatican and to the Pope? No question about it. That's what they're... DeSantis is one of them. We've got enemies within. We're going to have to confront them. And we're going to have to deal with it. And I don't, I don't know when that's coming. I'm hoping it's coming real soon. Because I get tired of talking about it too. But I, under, but I also understand there's got to be an educational process. If we want this to be with the least bloodshed possible, we're going to have to learn to do our duty. And do it locally. If we do that, we got a chance at least of preserving some of it. If we don't, we are going down the road of violence. There's no question about it. Tyrants have never been stopped in all of human history apart from any kind of violence. But like our forefathers, I'm one of those guys that say, wait till you see the whites of their eyes when they're coming to attack you. And you take a defensive posture. And once the war starts, all bets are off. You go to cut the head off the snake. You go to cut the head off the snake. Guys, I Bradley will be with you at 3 p.m. Eastern, 2 p.m. Central, SonsOfLibertyMedia.com, and we'll be back with you in the morning, Lord willing, with the Common Core diva, Lynn Taylor. Until then, see you.